Captain's Log, Stardate 768-66.6. Back aboard Lone Star Station, I'm being briefed on a new technology called the Lazarus Mechanism. This device, if used responsibly, could truly innovate medicine as we know it. This episode of These Are the Voyages is dedicated to the Shatnerverse. Well, hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney. And uh, as we go down memory lane talking about the dead coming back to life, I figure the best person to do that with is my dear friend, Lieutenant Commander David. What's happening, sir? I'm not sure if I like that or not. Just when the dead come back to life, I mean, I'm not that old. Hmm. And I'm also not a necromancer or Dr. Frankenstein or any of that sort of stuff either. Or are you? Well, I mean, uh, I mean, you are. You have like so many monikers. I mean, necromancer <laughs> might as well be one of them. I mean, Ra- razor of the dead. Yeah. Razor of the dead. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost whisper. I don't know something, something like that. Yeah. What? Something like that. <laughs> Like, how long have your monikers, like, gotten to? Are we at, like, a dozen yet? I feel like we, we should be by now. It probably is, you know. You, you just, you lose count. You lose count you after do. a while. It doesn't matter after a while. It's no big deal. Mm-mm. No big deal. <laughs> goodness. Goodness. All right. Well, what's been uh, what's been happening in your world, dude, since we last uh, chit-chatted? Oh, goodness. Uh, what has been happening? Not, not much, really. Cool. <laughs> not, not much. Uh, <clears throat> you know, pretty much uh, the same, same old, same old garbage. You know, we're, we're I, I'll speak for myself. <laughs> I, I was about to say we. Uh, you know, we're just normal, average, everyday guys. We don't do much except work, and you know, now I, uh, you know, visited some family last weekend. Did a few of those things. My mother forgot that it was Mother's Day, and mm. you know, I know that that's. Uh, you know, a time for everybody, either, you know, tough or not, obviously, you know, but, uh, so we're going to go see her this coming weekend, and take her, take her out to lunch. But we did do some stuff for, for Ashley's parents. They, they wanted some, some cookout stuff. So I cooked some burgers and some hot dogs and some, some venison back straps and, uh, you know, just had a whole, whole big to do down there. But, but yeah, aside from that, just a lot of working and uh, here in, I, I guess it's two weeks, we're, uh, we're going to be going to Kentucky and doing the bourbon trail thing. Cool, man. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, Mother's Day was, was definitely a thing um, here recently, here uh, stateside and whatnot. Uh, and I think it was like about... A week before I, you know, I asked my, my wife, my mother-in-law, you know, what do y'all, what do y'all want to do? Like, what do you want for, like, how do you want to do this? And, uh, I think it was last year they wanted salmon. So I made them grilled salmon. And, um, this year my mother-in-law was like, um, either a brisket or barbecue chicken. I'm like, okay, barbecue chicken it is. And, uh, it was my first time doing it 
doing um, actually bar- barbecuing chicken, and um, wow, did it come off better, way better than I thought it would. I like how you instantly mixed brisket. It's like, oh, bar- well, okay, barbecue chicken. That's what we're doing now. <laughs> Look, I like sleep. I really do. <laughs> yeah. I really like sleep, and uh, the timing of it just wouldn't have worked um, with my sleep schedule. And it takes forever. It does. It does. <clears throat> uh, but it was basically like right after we got home from church, I was like just starting everything. So it was barbecue chicken. I did a, a, smo- um, a mac and cheese on the smoker. Uh, what else did I do? Uh, I made cake pops. Um, chocolate chip cookie cake pops, which was really I, good. We did that that this past Christmas. We did a cookie box for you know family and stuff. They were very good, but my God, are those things time consuming? <laughs> they can be, yeah. I mean, I thought I thought the chocolate chip cookie ones weren't that bad. Like, it, it I mean you have to bake the cookies for like how I did it, um, and then like you just like mash them up and like I made a uh, like a buttercream kind of frosting. Uh, probably more than I needed to, but it ended up working out in like terms of the moisture, which is what you really want yeah, with a cake pop. Yeah. Um, so it was really moist. There it wasn't dry at all. Um, so I was I was really happy with how it turned out. And um, yeah, we yeah. we we did ours with actual with cake. We <clears throat> crumb baked cake, crumble the cake, and then I dipped them in white chocolate. Nice, nice. Yeah, I was I wasn't. I, it was like one of those deals where we did like six different cookies and, and I was getting like to the point where I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't feel like you know, screwing around with frosting. So we, we had some white chocolate chips cause we also made, what the heck did I make with white? Ch- anyway, it doesn't matter, but I had extra chips. So I just kind of real quickly uh, melted them and started dipping. They, they came out very nice. Yeah. Yeah. We also did corn, which I did not partake in the corn. Everyone yeah, else you're, did. you're not a corn guy. I'm not a corn guy. No. I can be pretty corny, eh. but I just don't eat the stuff. Not even Mexican street corn that we had <sighs> explained to us once on the podcast? <laughs> this podcast, look, <laughs> guys. Day, you know? <laughs> that's right. You know, this is a very this can be a very educational podcast if you stick around long enough. Like, you'll learn about yeah. all sorts of things. Not, besides not to Trek. be like... Not to be, you know, appropriating or anything. I'm just word playing here. It just sounds fun to me. Chicote Zelote. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think that would be a great move for, you, for good old fictional Chicote. <laughs> I mean, can we go replicate that at the Replimat or something? Uh, like, yeah. That'd be pretty sweet. It'd be a cool shirt, too. Yeah, man. <laughs> Don't tempt me, Frodo. <laughs> You're just going to put the little tattoo on the ear of corn. Yeah. It's like his special brand, you know? Oh, my God. every yeah. ear of corn before he slathers it. No, no. Okay, no. This is what, what I need. I need, like, basically, you know, like the, the, the Papa Riker thing where he's, yeah. like, you know, doing the pizza, like the yep. pizza box thing? <laughs> I need someone to do that, like, with Chicote oh and corn. Oh, boy. For That'd us. Fun. That that that's a thing right there. That's like stickers <laughs> and T-shirts, like right there, waiting to happen. Thanks. Good hey, job, welcome. Commander. Every now and again, I come up with one. <laughs> the ensign first officer, Commander David, has great ideas every now and again. Every once in a while. Yeah. So I do have one other question. Yeah. What does barbecue chicken mean to you? Because it means something different to different people. So. <clears throat> 
the way I did it is I did a 24-hour brine of like Cajun seasoning and garlic salt and some other stuff. And um, I put it on the grill until it reached temperature. And um, I slathered it in barbecue sauce and let it sit for another 15 minutes. Okay, there you go. It's just like, you know, you say barbecue in different parts of the states. That's true. It's a different thing. It's like barbecue can involve no sauce, some rubs, just throwing a piece of chicken on the grill because that's a barbecue. Like the the grill is a barbecue. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just just was curious. And there was a dry rub in there, too. I I skipped a step, but there was a dry rub kind of barbecue sauce you use them? So I was trying to... um, uh, come up with like my own kind of barbecue sauce, but I lost track of time, so I had to use like uh, I used, ended up using like Sweet Baby Ray's or something like that. That's um, a good. That's a good standby. I mean, Sweet Baby Ray's is, is pretty good. Pretty good yeah. sauce. I wanted to. Use, I I personally like the um, the sweet and spicy one. Yeah, same. Um, but I I'm, I'm I'm cooking for people besides me that aren't as keen on spicy stuff. Yeah. So I just went with like the traditional kind of like honey barbecue kind of traditional something or another, whatever the, the, it was. The, the, I think it's like Vidalia onion. That one's kind of nice too. Okay. Of course I like onions, but. Yeah. Well, um, when you were here um, earlier this year, I think you bought uh, some of the same rub that I use. Um, and I've been using it. I actually did some uh, pork chops uh, a few weeks ago and put that on it and the cookout on Sunday, I, I dusted the burgers and the, uh, the back straps with that too. Okay. So yeah, I, I've actually been using it. I, I, it's a good, good solid, you know, throw it on meat. <laughs> yeah. It's really good with pork. Very yeah. good with pork. Well, and that's, and that's what I had used for uh, the chicken. Like after I brined it for the 24 hours, I dusted it with that and like some other stuff and just like rubbed it all in. And then yeah, threw it on the grill for a little while. I did like, gosh, what was it? I think about a dozen or so, um, close to a dozen like legs, and um, I think I did like six or seven thighs. Yeah, and just called it good. I do love a good chicken thigh though. That's that's those are really nice just in a smoker, just smoking mm-hmm. a whole host of chicken thighs. That's a that's a good time. Mm. Get a half chicken, even better. Mm. Mm. Making me hungry now. Yeah, it's it's like ten o'clock, you know, my time, you know, nine o'clock your time. Let's uh <laughs> we, we probably should, you know, get in our fasting routine, you know, no, no food no food for a while, you know. <laughs> oh Lord man. Well <clears throat> cool. Cool, cool, cool. Anything else uh happening? No, nah, man, not not really. You know, my, my brother's been moving, <clears throat> so that's been that's been uh you know a bit of a thing and you know clearing out my dad's house of all the stuff junk that literal junk that was in there and you know helping both of them out and doing that sort of stuff so it's been uh yeah. it's been fairly boring awesome <laughs> i mean it's a lot of stuff i mean oh well if you really want to get into it chase in about three weeks i'm going to be putting up a fence Oh, you know, a whole, a whole big fence, you know, it, it'll, it's, it's, it's great. You know, I, I, I bought uh, 40 pre-made pan. Uh, no, yeah. 40 pre-made panels and, you know, several posts, you know, I got like, 
you know, there's so many sacks of quick creek coming in. They're all coming in the truck on Tuesday. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Now, we, it, we, we've, we've got a list of stuff that we're, we're doing. We're, we're pouring some concrete patio this year. We've got, we want to build uh <clears throat> well, probably buy, I don't really want to build a shed, probably buy like one of those pre pre-made sheds, you know, so we can have a little bit of extra like outdoor storage stuff. And sure. It's it, the, the fun never stops. I got, you know, gravel to pour and ground the level. So we get a couple extra parking spaces in the back you know, of, of the place we're living in and everything. And it, so, yeah, it's, Man. it's nothing but fun, <laughs> man. Is, is this a safe place? Can, can I complain about something just for a second? Sure. Cause I'm going to, I'm yeah. going to, I mean, it's your, it's your, it's your ship. It's I'm, your station. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's fine. So I love nothing more than getting, you know, my driveway, my walkway, and stuff like power washed, you know, like really a really solid power wash. Like I have, um, there's, um, some that lives in my neighborhood. They're like doing a startup and they did ours for free so they can have like a portfolio. They did a really good job. Like did they, they do a do- YouTube video of it. Uh, no, I've just been seeing a lot of that on like YouTube shorts, just like random guys, like kindness content. Hey, hey, I'm starting a business. Can I do all of your stuff for free and I can YouTube's it? Sorry. Continue no, with your didn't, didn't, didn't YouTube's <laughs> it. Um, anyway, they did a great job. Like, I, I, I was really happy with, with what they did. And then there's always an and then. <laughs> it was like, it was looking so pristine, David. Uh, this, like, tow truck comes into the neighborhood and... Uh, decides that they need to turn around. So they decide to turn around in my driveway. And I got some nasty looking tire tracks all up on my driveway. <laughs> I just got it cleaned, guy. I just got it cleaned. Well, so this is when you need to go down to the Home Depot and get yourself a nice pressure washer. <laughs> If you prefer Lowe's, that's fine too. But you know, you can go to both. Ace Hardware probably has them too. <laughs> oh, Ace is man. the place they say for the, the help, helpful hardware. Yeah. I mean, but Lowe's—they got the red, white, and blue. Yeah, that's, that's true. But you know, you you save big money at Menards. <laughs> like I haven't heard that jingle <laughs> in a long. <laughs> Long time. Is 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 Menards even in the South? No, I didn't think so. Save big was... money at Menards. Yeah, ne- never bring that up to Ashley. She hates Menards. They they kind of screwed her over when she was buying appliances one time. So <laughs> we don't save big money there. <laughs> so, um, oh my gosh, I don't, I can't remember the the actor's name now. Um, crap. Uh, CSI. Did you watch CSI when it was on? Which one? <laughs> um, the original, Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I watched so, a little bit more in New York for whatever reason. Okay. Uh, well, on the original CSI, there was um, um, I can't believe I'm spacing out his name. Um, Greg was his name. Was that his name? He was like the skinny younger guy. He's like started out like as a lab tech and then moved his way up to being an investigator. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, anyway, he is um, 
um, I think he's like the son or the grandson of Menards. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What a random thing. Eric. Uh, I don't know. There's an S and a Z and Monda at the end. Sismata. That sounds yeah. right. There we go. That's I him. I found it. Yay. Good job. You didn't did the pronounce thing. it very good, but you know, I found it. You know, we, we don't really pronounce well around here. Star Trek things, which we should probably talk about. We probably should. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. Well, <clears throat> David, um, like, we, like I was talking about last time, uh, you know, when we were comparing some things, um, you know, with Conspiracy and with Season 3 of Picard, there were some other things that uh, were kind of cropping up popping up, whatever, um, as we were watching this, this series. And, uh, there, there's been some like kind of crossover with a lot of things this particular season. One of which is a book that you and I, uh, did a while ago, (laughs) a while ago, a while ago, this sucker right here, um, ashes of Eden, um, which has this gorgeous, like, portrait of Bill Shatner on the back by the way (laughs) oh my goodness like that tie is like straight out of the 90s like oh my goodness (laughs) yes sir Um, anyway so Ashes of Eden um, essentially picks up uh, right where uh, Generations ends and uh, I think I showed this I should know I showed it to you um, uh, I think post show last week um, and I think I know, like you know, people around the interwebs have seen it too. But like, there's like different bits and pieces, like from generations, that's starting to show up, like um, retrieving the saucer section yeah. uh, from Viridian Three, uh, and having like some deep fake stuff, you know, with Spock. Yeah. So, um, you know, if the title does of this episode doesn't already kind of give it away we're going to be talking a little bit about um and it's more speculation and some form of discussion mixed in but the kind of like the throwaway line or the throwaway wording really of project phoenix and connecting that to you know generations and of course ashes of eden and what that could mean what that could potentially look like for the future of star trek if anything at all um so Where am I going with this? I don't even know. Um, Ashes of Eden. Uh, we we know that um, Kirk has died from generations. So right. uh, before I, I guess before we get too in the weeds with this and too speculative, because that's basically what this episode is, is speculation. Um, generations as a whole. What do you think of, of the movie Generations? How about that? Huh. Generations, you know, it, it was um, it was a it was a really cool crossover, you know, where you literally had different generations of Star Trek colliding. Um, I don't know if it was necessary. Well, it's not my favorite Star Trek movie. I mean, Voyage Home is my favorite. Well, Voyage Home and First Contact really go back and forth. It's okay. it's always like one and two or one and two, you know, vice versa and stuff. 
generations though um you know for me I, i think i think just as a movie you know the story was was fine it was it was interesting at the very least you know you you did have a pretty good actor as your bad guy and seeing kirk and and picard interact and work together was really cool it's kind of like a cool nerd moment Mm -hmm. basically when when star wars fans talk about fan service and stuff like this is this is star trek fan service at its you know at its best kind of deal you know just short of like you know like uh, uh what was it the um uh, it was uh, Prodigy, right? Um, when the the Kobayashi Maru episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Prodigy. Yeah. When they brought in the, uh, you know, everyone, the, everyone, basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah, in, in the holodeck. Yeah. So it was cool to see them together, just to see two different styles of captains you know, one very kind of like the, the sort of cowboy stylized cowboy and then the diplomat, but being able to then work together because they're both Starfleet. Now, obviously kind of when we see other stuff nowadays that could connect these things in different ways, it makes it a little bit cooler. I think if you really like nerd out in it a little bit, you really kind of like sit in that stew a bit and really, you know, just take it all in. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad, a bad movie. It just wasn't sure. my favorite. Sure. I remember <clears throat> seeing it the, the first time and I'm like, this is, this is kind of cool. This is kind of interesting. Uh, and, and I think I've, uh, I've talked with Eric about this camera. If I've talked to you about this, but like, is Generations a Christmas movie by virtue of it having a Christmas scene? Well, that's like that's like the Die Hard thing, you know. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? You know what I mean? Could it be? It all depends on your your definition of what you like to work, watch at Christmas. In my household, it was always It's a Wonderful Life. We watched It's a Wonderful Life every year for mm. Christmas, but that's a Christmas movie. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think you could make the case, you know, space <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> I mean, it's the only thing I can remember readily that has any kind of like yeah, Christmas holiday kind of thing to it. That's true. But anyway, that's getting off off the trail but do you, okay no you know what Let, let's let's let's, let's just live it. let's live on this little switchback <laughs> we've we've gone on uh so i i was actually just watching um some old episodes of tng and i mm-hmm. got into season two okay and i think it was season two and i and you know what I, i'm i'm blanking on precisely where it was but there was a part where picard was um uh, explaining basically what people believe happens after death and what he thinks happens. Like he's like, you know, uh, some people think you go to a to a mystical garden, and then others are like, you just snap out of existence. That's a little bit more Connery than Picard. I'll have to work on that. But anyway, um, <laughs> and then he was like, well, I think it's something bigger than all of that. You know what I mean? So there, there's, which I kind of enjoy that a little bit, just because you know, 
a lot of times when you get into science fiction, you completely sort of skim past if there's anything after because science kind of doesn't always get into that because all of that is not something provable necessarily like you touch and feel and see it right now yeah um but the bigger question on the switchback is do you do you think that they uh that there are people out there just still celebrating christmas putting up the old tree you know topping with a star drinking some tipsy eggnog getting the family together to eat I don't know. My family ate ham. I don't know what everybody eats on Christmas. Ours was ham. Uh, I don't know. Do you think you think they're still doing it out there? I don't. I, mean, I don't see why not. Okay. Good. Do you think I they're mean, still faking Santa? Now it's like, well, Santa got an upgrade to his sleigh. He can do at least warp two around the earth. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Now, now they got to like worry about like can Santa, you know, just beam the stuff to the Christmas tree? <laughs> yeah. No, he's got to take the sleigh. He beams it down from the sleigh, not from his workshop. You know, he's not cross continental beaming. <laughs> <laughs> Rudolph. Impulse. Engage. <laughs> One quarter impulse. Establish a geosynchronous orbit over Earth. Prepare for beaming. Maybe Mr. That's Dasher, what... bring the presents from Cargo Bay 2. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what he has to do now. Like he you know, he's got like this like impulse like maybe he, he has like a, a warp five engine you know <laughs> right he's got faith of the heart he's got to get that oh geosynchronous God. orbit right so that he can do like um like a simultaneous um you know beaming like simultaneous transport like to all the the children of the world all the all the children of the galaxy at that point <laughs> private dancer <laughs> i just I was always laughing so hard. I was like waiting just as I don't even have a joke for it. I just wanted to say those two words together. <laughs> Private dancer. Oh boy. Yeah, no, I, I, I enjoy uh the idea of space Santa going around with a with a warp five engine, just beaming stuff down for all the good little boys and girls and beaming Look, I up think the we cookies got and milk. <laughs> I think we got another. We got another T-shirt, man. <laughs> oh my God, Chicote's Elote, and now we've got a Santa Warp Five. Here we go <laughs> for Christmas exclusive. <laughs> it's a Christmas <laughs> right there. Oh, Pre-order tune now. Back tune back in December. The holiday shirt rush. Teespring. That's what you use, right? Teespring. Teespring. Yeah. There we go. Oh. That was nice. I enjoyed that. <laughs> now we can get back to serious stuff. Do we, though? Do we need uh, we to? We don't have to, but we can. <laughs> we make this crap up as we go. Are you kidding me? Okay. So, <clears throat> yeah, with, with, with Generations, uh, you know, we got to, we saw um, Sorn and, and all that stuff, and we did see um, upgrades to even the Enterprise Bridge. Um, on like that little the ramp like there were those like just little stations on either side of the ramps uh, by the horseshoe um, again kind of maybe going off on the trail for just a second but w was any part of you expecting to see like the generations version of the Enterprise D show up whenever we were you know walk about to walk onto the bridge 
in in Picard season three. So, to to be frank, I, I think for I think that there are two two lines of thought I have here. So I think from the first line of thought, from a show standpoint, like a writer showrunner, they're gonna want to give the most recognizable thing they, that they can possibly give. Sure. So in that respect, the most recognizable is what we watched for X amount of years watching TNG. Yeah. Now, on the other side of the fence, I think that being that this is Jordy's Corvette in the garage, effectively his proverbial Corvette in the garage or whatever muscle car you want to think about. I like a 1976 Corvette. That's me. Um, but for me, I, I think that looking at the character, Jordy's like a really sentimental guy. Like he, he, he's the kind of guy who like, I think he looks at things almost in a, not to be mean about it, but almost like a, like a childish way, like a childish wonder about things, you know, where he looks at the, these times that he had in like, in quotation, potentially the way people would describe the best years of their lives. You know what I mean? This was the big adventure. This is when he went from helm officer to chief engineer, you know, and a bunch of promotions to boot it. Well, yeah, it, I mean, secret promotions. <laughs> it's I a mean, new we, season. What rank is Jordy? Oh, Jordy. These will be the best years of your life. I can't do Scottish now. I'm just all over the place tonight. It's getting late, but, um, <laughs> but no, I, I think the sentimentality for him, that was his, enterprise just as much as anything else sure sure and we only had those two stations for what 120 minutes oh boy short lived (laughs) that's it that's it we barely knew you (laughs) Chicote's a lote yeah that's all I gotta say about that uh where was I even going with that? But I think the way that I got off on all this was like just the fact that we have like this like flick over here that or this like YouTube clip, whatever, you know, about, you know, getting the the um, saucer section back um, so it doesn't, you know, mess with like the natural um, development of, you know, the planet basically and any kind it, of population. I, I don't remember if I asked you. Yeah. Fan-made or, like, canon? That's a good question. So, it's... I think it is fan-made, but I want to say that... And this is where I might be wrong. I want to say it might be showing up on the Roddenberry Archive in some form, too. So, the Roddenberry Archive, I think, is a website that's been uh, becoming more and more popular uh, since... Picard. I think it might have been. I think it came out like not too long ago, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it has like a timeline of stuff, like ships and and whatnot, um, episodes to kind of connect it to, films to connect it to. It has like it's even like organized by um, like Kelvin, like alternate timeline type stuff. Um, TNG, 
TOS type stuff. Um, but I don't think it's canon. Okay. Now, this is the part where I think it kind of makes sense in terms of like kind of moving into like the book and like, you know, Project Phoenix itself. So, whenever it was that we did the dang book review, uh, this was Ashes of Eden was the first of uh, three uh, uh, in this like Shatner verse. So it was, um, uh, was it Ashes of Eden? It was then, wait, no, hold on. Am I, get, am I getting this mixed up? There was the, re- there's Ashes of Eden, there's the Return and Avenger. Yeah. Am I getting those mixed up? Was, was, re- re- no, Ashes, yeah, Ashes of Eden, Eden, the Return and Avenger. Yep. Okay. That's correct. So, Ashes of Eden is essentially uh, this story that Shatner and two of his buddies came up with to basically resurrect him, uh, resurrect the character in this, um, you know, 24th century time period so that he can just, he was able to basically take a quick dirt nap and then, you know, is essentially back at it in the 24th century. But it things aren't as they seem in the book. Like, there's, like, some cloning stuff going on. There's some weird transporter magic that's happening. Uh, we see that our... Uh, I won't spoil if anyone that wants to read it, even though the book is, like, over 30 years old by this point. Uh, but there's not all is as it seems when it comes to um, Kirk in general. And I'll leave it at that. But... There were some there there were some uh, questions that were asked of um, of Terry Metalis uh, regarding Project Phoenix. So like where Project Phoenix is coming from for anyone that's like kind of lost on this idea. Whenever we go to Daystrom Station, we're trying to figure out about like the Picard remains and like you know all this information and that particular story. This is where it's happening. We're passing by like an attack triple. Or passing by like the Genesis device, among other things, and just a bunch of others, and Project Phoenix. And it is right there. Project Phoenix is in relationship to Ashes of Eden. It's kind of like a play on it, like rising from like the Phoenix ashes, kind of like, you know, being reborn of those ashes type of thing. Terry Metallis uh, was asked about this, like, hey man, what's up with that? And um, he is quoted as saying, look, it's not how I would have sent Kirk off, clearly, because I just put his body in Daystrom. So we actually have Kirk's body at Daystrom Station, like this Area 51, basically, right. <clears throat> of this time period. So there's more to it. Um, I mean, he says, you know, Kirk's dead. We figured, um, you know, is his body really just under a pile of rocks on this planet? We're not committed, but we're not saying um, he's resurrected either. So, kind of knowing what we know about the book that we read and that we talked about, and kind of even just like these snippets, um, what do, what do you think about this man? Like in terms of like, should we, shouldn't we with Kirk, and um, kind of just take it from there. Well, here's the thing. I think if you just stopped on Ashes of Eden and you didn't have subsequent books. Yeah. Then you're fine. Because the, the ending of this was literally that fan-made thing, basically. 
Um, but the way it goes forward, I think it's for the time, really. I think for the time, it was completely appropriate in the in the guise of science fiction. Um, I, I thought that the books were perhaps a little little goofy at points, but overall, I, I didn't really have a, a, a problem with the premise, but I think that, w- look, we, we see what is popularly referred to as retconning all the time. Oh, yeah. This isn't really a retcon because the Shatnerverse isn't canon. No. But you could look at it like, hey, William, Shatman. What's up, Shat? You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna like flip you a freaking bone here, and say, Ashes of Eden. You know what? We're cool with that. Kirk's last ride at the end, he dies, gets beamed up. But here's what actually happened. That's what I would do personally. Like these other books just didn't. They were alternate universe timelines, stuff like that. Uh, alternate universe Romulans stole his body, but in this timeline, <laughs> you know, we took the body. Um, but I, I, I did think it was curious that you know you have again, like you stated, Ashes of Eden, Project Phoenix, Phoenix from the Ashes. Mm-hmm. Very clear that uh, someone read this book. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't. I don't think there's much of a conflict, really. I, I mean, it just. You just axe the other two. You just kind of go off of it. But the other thing, though, what the hell are they going to do with it? Like, they just showed it in, in Daystrom. It's like, what are you going to do with it? Why why did they even put that in there if not to do something with it? You know what I mean? It, 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 that's, not, that's not like good fan service to me. So here's, here's what Metallus continued to say. Um, he said, it's a tip of the hat to The Return, which he said, his quote, uh, which is a wonderful book I recommend to all of you. Uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> we just leave it open uh, that someday some brilliant writer could do something. That could be an animated thing. That could be anything. It's just to keep, as my friend Spock is fond of saying, there's always possibilities. That was the idea behind it. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you'd even do with it. What would you do with it? Because he's not young. He's not young Kirk. He would be old Kirk, right? Unless they tried to, like, re-engineer him to make him younger. But then that would seem kind of like a weird thing to me. Or Gollum him. Yeah. I I don't want... But then his consciousness would have already been gone because he's dead. Mm-hmm. So then you're just talking about like cloning and some, something like that. Mm-hmm. Or you're mm-hmm. truly trying to like reanimate the dead, and then that's. I'm go- This is gonna sound funny, and it's not meant to, but it's going to. But like we have, we do, dude. We have a device that we can use to do wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. I know. I mean, we just say, you know, it's been what thirty years, right? Like as of now, it's been like thirty 
30 some odd years since since generations um so we know that the nexus comes by every 80 years there's no reason why we can't have another you know megalomaniacal dude blow up planets hop in the nexus and go back to you know 1994 basically and pop out and like at that time and like prevent kirk from dying thus creating another alternate timeline or whatever but there's that and you could like show like these alternate adventures of kirk just like we're seeing with loki right like that split in the timeline with loki with his own particular show and like what happened whenever he did get the tesseract back yeah yeah but i don't like it by the way i don't want that but i'm just well, saying yeah but the, the other thing too is that like it's the paradox of, of actors and characters, though. Because, like, in Star Wars, there's a group of people that want Luke recast to have a young Luke, as opposed to, like, deep fake Luke. Uh, William Shatner's not young. No, the dude's over 90. Yeah, and I don't... We're not saying, like, William Shatner would even be interested in coming back for anything like that right no but that I mean but it does bring up the possibility like I mean Mark Hamill I mean Mark Hamill's not 90 by any means but no, he's still, he is still involved but I, yeah. I, I, my whole thing is like if you're dealing with a 90 something year old William Shatner then conceivably if you were going to do anything it would ha- either have to be animated to get past the limitations of physical aging or you would have to de-age which still you're dealing with an old actor no offense but he's old or you would have to recast and then I I just don't see it I mean personally I I, I don't I don't see what the adventure would be you know What, what, what would the adventure even I don't know it, it just it seemed confusing because you put a nod in there in quotations a nod in there but like what are you doing with it though like it's just such a weird weird thing to put in aside to just give a nod to a book yeah I don't I don't know what the adventure would be I mean if I mean if we were able to do some kind of return return slash ash if we were able to do some kind of ashes of eden right um that sort of thing yeah but i mean as i always say sometimes you gotta let go (laughs) you gotta let go Mm -hmm. but it's it's i mean it's it's kind of interesting And, and it's in a way, it is like satisfying, you know. Whenever you you see these connections, like with Return, Ashes of Eden, Avenger, and stuff like that, like to those that have like read the books, you know, like the the expanded stuff of Star Trek. There's like there's a certain degree of satisfaction to it. Sure. Um, and just seeing like the deep fake Spock, you know, approach like the Cairn uh, that we saw in that particular U- that many of us have seen that YouTube video. Um, that that was oddly satisfying too. 
Well, that was it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Very well done. So, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, if they do it, I mean, I hope they don't screw it up. I mean, I don't ever want them to, like, screw it up, but... It, mm. Well, but a lot could be said about, like, you know, messing with the past, because, like, we weren't hugely complimentary with, you know, Picard Season 2. No. And I think a lot of the reason why you kind of turned this around this season was getting back to an old equation. But... Yeah, sometimes you just got to let things be. I, I know we all kind of wish now that, like, the original series might have had more, even though a season full of episodes was a lot more episodes than what we get now. How many... Ep- I God, there were, there were a lot of episodes, actually. I mean, just when you think about television at the time of the original series. But I, I, think, I think that there are people out there who would have wanted that show to continue so that we would have more, more to watch. Mm-hmm. But... You know, sometimes it's it's enough. It's not like we're bringing like Captain Archer back for one last ride, or you know, no. we're not really doing much with Janeway. I mean, aside no. from Prodigy, yeah. but that's a voice acting role, you know. I mean, I personally wouldn't mind um, seeing more Archer, you know, if if it were done right. Yeah. You know, like we, I mean, say what you want about the the series finale. You know, and how and how things happen with that. I think there's opportunities to still bring back those characters and like at least show some. Like I don't, I don't need a whole show, a whole series on Archer and like the actual founding of the Federation. I think uh, Federation and Starfleet and all that stuff. I don't need that. Um, I, I just. I would, I would like to see maybe like some more stuff like him in like more of like a, um, a president kind of role, um, a high ranking admiral kind of role. I'd love to see something like that, but you know, like kind of intersperse that with like, maybe, maybe you do it with like a legacy. I, I, I mean, it's doubtful. Like maybe it's like a, like a looking back on, um, something. Hopefully it's not cringeworthy, like a holodeck program, but maybe there's like, a something right like where you're looking back to like the founding of the federation you know per- personally I, I i think we just we, we got to move forward you know we, we we have to have something that truly moves forward and is not a cringe fest um discovery's Which, hot garbage it is and i, I don't want to be mean is. but that was the show that was supposed to be new star trek and they just never understood what we all liked about it. Um, we like characters that we can relate to, you know, and, and not yeah. just because they are something. We just we, we want to be able to figure out their story over the course of the seasons, not just in the fine or second to last season when people are talking about parasailing. I don't care about that. Who the hell cares? I don't need one continuous season long race to the bad finish (laughs) I think Strange New Worlds has a real shot at being that but that's on a time clock when you think about it because Pike only has so much time yeah 
and yeah. and that's why when we were watching the season three of Picard, when I was like, I like this crew, I like this this Titan crew, like I like these young people, I really like these guys. Can we just mm-hmm. do a show about these guys? And while you know, I don't really. I don't really know if if your and Eric's reception was really good or bad to to that whole thing, but like when we're setting up at, in the finale, and Seven's taking out the ship, and you have all the people there, it's like that's kind of a crew. I could watch that. You know, we could see how that works for a season if they do it well and not some stupid, you know, eight episode long race to the finish. But I, I, I could see that working because I, you know, yeah. I, I thought it was kind of neat. You just gotta, we, we gotta have a move forward. And uh, I don't know, I don't know if we're capable really of doing that. There's been a lot of originality in Prodigy, yeah. but it's animated. Animated is to a limited audience, no matter how you slice it. Yeah, yeah. Not everyone's gonna be interested in a cartoon of, of any kind, uh, for that matter. But no, I, I agree with, I, I wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying about. Um, the Titan crew that, you know, like getting to get, get, you know, getting an opportunity for, um, um, Sydney, you know, to shine as the, the helm officer, um, and, you know, everyone else like that was, uh, that was the thing that I think was really missing on discovery. Like, okay, roll call, who is everyone, what do you do, type of thing. Like, that was it. That was a one-and-done type of thing. And then, other than that, it's the Michael Burnham show. And again, I'm going to stop myself. If you're listening to this and Discovery is your show, great. I'm glad it's your show. Love the heck out of it. Don't let me, you know, yuck your yum. Exactly. Right? Enjoy yeah. it. Um, it's I, I'm just not digging it. Right? Like, neither of us are digging it, and that's okay, too. Um <clears throat> But I, I, I like that. And like the fact that with Picard, you know, it was, it's been kind of um, a slow start. I mean, I, I understand like it's, you know, it's different. He's in a different time of his life. So it's not going to be the same as, you know, commanding a ship day in and day out like he was doing for years as a captain, you know, between the Stargazer, Enterprise D, and the E. Um, it's not going to be the same. There needs to be more thoughtfulness and like different considerations for where he is in his chapter of of life right now, like thinking about legacy and you know whatever else. But we've been so stuck in the past, like camping out like with Enterprise, right, and even Discovery, that we haven't advanced, and we finally like just barely, barely stuck our finger over the finish line to get to the 25th century. We're finally moving forward. Right, right. Quite literally, like we're in 2402 now. We are finally, you know, moving forward in earnest. And I would love to see that with our crew, with, you know, Captain Seven, you know, leading us and everything. I think I think there's opportunities there. I mean, we don't have um, a Deep Space Nine type of like problems come to us kind of show right now. True. Uh, so we are kind of in like that kind of weird space of what was going on in the nineties with Star Trek, where we had the next gen crew kind of, you know, zipping around the cosmos <coughs> and 
Deep Space Nine being on the air too, so we have to have the problems come to us. So right. what do we do with these two shows, like where there's potentially two ships zipping around the cosmos, basically? Different eras, but still zipping around. Right. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what we what we do next. Uh, I. It's difficult. It's difficult because there are things that, to give a, a an overgeneralization, but to say Hollywood wants to push nowadays, and then there's stuff that people want to watch. And I just don't know. I don't. I don't know if that's the crew that we're going to propel to in the future. I think there will be more. I, I absolutely do. I mean, we're getting one more season of Discovery, right? Yeah, the season five comes out. I want to say it's early twenty-four when okay. it comes out. And then we've got Strange New Worlds. At least have we have we said anything past this second season yet or season three has been confirmed okay but because of the uh the writers guild strike um they haven't been able to to do production on season three yeah fair enough there's there's always one of those i get it um but yeah i i I i don't know i i want something fresh I want something fresh. I, I want something different. You know, for as much as I really didn't watch Voyager, well, I mean, I, I have watched all of Voyager, so I can't say that. I've watched all of Voyager, but for as much as I don't really watch Voyager, um, it was different. It was fresh. It, it dealt with new things. Um, that wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing, you know? Mm. I, I'm not saying necessarily go back to that quadrant but you know we've got other quadrants and stuff maybe we do deep 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 space exploration of a different quadrant aside from our home quadrant we run into some new people yeah like i mean i know gamma was like a, a deep space nine thing but like why not go do more stuff yeah with the not? gamma quadrant yeah yeah i you know, on, a, on our five-year mission to explore the Gamma Quadrant and boldly go where no man's gone before. Yeah. <laughs> or no one's gone before or <clears throat> no person or whatever we want to say now. But I don't, uh, I, I don't want, like, butthole drama by any means, but I think uh, I'm, I'm cautious in what I'm about to say. It might, strong emphasis on might be interesting to ha- you know now that we have seven in the captain seat what the physical embodiment of a Borg as the captain of the flagship is in this post Borgified fleet Again, I don't want butthole drama. I think there's an opportunity for it to be handled well, but there needs to be thoughtfulness to it and not over-the-top, brow-beating type stuff. Well, see, for me, that... I don't care about the Borg anymore. I don't. It's it's been done way too much recently. So, for, for me, she's just another... She's another person who had 
horrible experiences. She's went through a ton. She's grown a ton. She's her own unique person. I don't care about the Borg stuff. I, I don't think that that would advance anything at all if we ever went there again. I think that the main thing is one, you do have to find a new antagonist. Okay, y you do. You know, DS9 obviously had the Dominion, but they also had the Cardassians, you know, the, the Klingons for a while before we got better with the Klingons and so forth. The Romulans were in there. But we, we've seen all of this before. Um, <coughs> you know, Voyager obviously had a couple of different things that they ran into and tore the, until they ran headlong into the Borg, you know, towards the end again. But I think that... Um, <coughs> I think that Seven actually would be a great captain. Mm -hmm. I think there's a good crew. I think you have to figure out what what Jack is. It can't be this random dude just going all over the place. I would give him a spot, like your blah, 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 you know, whatever, your security chief or your flipping helmsman or something like that. You're somebody. Personally, if it were me, I would have actually had him follow in his mother's footsteps and become a doctor. Hmm. If, if I'm being fair. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it gives a different dynamic. You're not necessarily living up to the admiral. You're saving life. Maybe you kick a little butt every now and again. You know, you can be... You, you have rank as a doctor. You can you rank up as a doctor. We saw that throughout the series. There was that whole episode with Troy wanting to become a commander. Mm -hmm. And, you know, her talking to Beverly, and she had already done it. So it's like, you you have that. I think that in, in the med bay is where I would actually put Jack Crusher. It makes sure. sense to me. Might not make sense to everybody, but it makes sense to me. Let him be the Bones character. Okay. You know, sort of that somewhat little bit of quick wit comedic sort of deal but somebody who has you know now with what he's seen a very strong moral code like his mom sure because crusher had that almost annoying moral code at times but you kind of need that sometimes to make proper decisions um but yeah having him hover I wouldn't like that all that much, but the interaction with the rest of the crew, because I think there are characters there that you could build up. And I'm sorry I can't remember the names right now, but you know we had our couple lieutenants, uh, yeah, the Bajoran had, um, lieutenant, and the one that had Asmar. a green head. Yeah, Asmar was was her name, and um, the dad man, what was his name? Yeah, I can't remember his name, but like those are characters you could actually, I think you could continue with. Now I don't know if they're good actors or not like you know for longevity but i think that those are characters you could build up as a bridge crew yeah and actually tell stories again yeah but you got to tell stories and you need to rename the ship it yeah to the picard it should have <laughs> it should it it should not be the g it should not be the g at all no, I don't either. like when when the show. By the way, like I I, I meant to say this sooner, but um, the petition right for this Star Trek Legacy show or whatever it's going to actually be called has fifty thousand signatures on the petition. Mm. 
50,000. If, if memory serves, there were 25,000 on the uh, Strange New Worlds petition. So it's, wow. it's more than doubled what Strange New Worlds petition was. Wow. Or at least close to it. Cool. Yeah, so that's all I got to say about that. That's cool. Uh, yeah. I I mean, I want to learn more about Sydney. I really like Sydney's character. I really Same. like really like Jack. Um there there was some but I didn't like him at first, but he really grew on me. Um but I really want to know more about Sydney. I think Yeah. That's a great character right there. I think there's opportunity for Esmar. I'm not the biggest fan of Rafi being number 1. I just I'm just not. It's it's a weird conflict for me. You know, I, I don't really understand it that much, aside from just, you know, the obvious, the glaringly obvious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I <laughs> funny thought popped into my head. So if Jack and Sydney wind up together, that would mean that like Jordy and Picard have to like spend Christmas together. <laughs> at the chateau. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird, sir. You don't have to call me, sir. <laughs> call me Jean-Luc. Call, <laughs> call me call me Jean-Luc. Big Papa. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> call me Grandpa. <laughs> uh, but but uh, <clears throat> In terms of like you know bringing it back to like even Kirk like with yeah. this whole resurrection piece, mm, I just I don't know how it would work. I just I just don't. I mean, unless there's like some kind of weird like pensive where he can like stick his like head into something and give advice. I mean, yeah. look, once you're dead, you're dead. Unless you're Data. That's different. He's an android. <laughs> but I, I just, I don't like the idea of constantly bringing back and, and not to get weird about it, but like, I don't, I don't like the, and I've thought about this a lot throughout my life, you know, uh, and, and I think everybody does at one point or another, you know, the big questions, like what's the meaning of life and you know, what happens after everything's gone, you know, will I be remembered and and blah, blah, blah. Like there are a lot of things we have to make peace with as people because our lives are finite. They're short in the grand scheme of things, you know, and where even if there's nothing, I find solace in the fact that my, uh, my actual physical makeup, once it becomes ashes, it's all out there in the universe, which means that technically, even though I might not ride again, a piece of me always will. And that's comforting if there's nothing else, right? But the thing that I don't particularly care for, and it happens all over because people don't know how to let go, which I understand it's hard. And I, I've had my struggles with that too. But when you have somebody who has died, yeah. I still like to believe that there's like a soul. I, I I still like to believe that animating dead people would just be nothing because there's nothing there. There's nothing left. It's a husk. We are a husk. <clears throat> so for for the for the Kirk thing, I don't think that there's anything that can possibly be ever 
done with that that would ever satisfy me to the point where I, I would be like, I enjoy this. Until I got over that sort of just speed hump. I will say, though, <clears throat> I will say, though, if there's one thing, and it, it, it's, it's impossible, it is literally impossible, but if there's one thing that I wish we, you know, the Star Trek universe would have done, probably not now, maybe 20 years ago, if they would have done Young Picard. You want like a Tom Hardy kind of young Picard? Shut up. This is not Nemesis. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just talking about like him. Maybe like Stargazer Captain. Like his first command. Doing something like that. Hmm. Something like that could have entertained me at a different time. Nowadays, no. I, I, I don't feel any need for it. Sure. But like, I think that would have been fun. I think sure. we've seen enough, like, different stages of Kirk, though. <laughs> you know, like, through the movies and through the show. And, and yeah. you know, we, we've gotten enough young Kirk. But, like, Picard was older-ish when he took command of the Enterprise. He had history. Like, we got the flashback in Tapestry, you know, when he got stabbed, yeah. when he was a cadet. Like, those are things that are sort of interesting to me because I really like Picard. I like the personality. I like the, the persona and the, the person and the fact that you had a very wild person turn into a very wise and structured person. Yeah. Like, that, that shift is interesting to me. So seeing somebody like that in the throes of their first command on the, on the you know, I, I don't know if it was the original Stargazer, but we'll say that, uh, that would have been kind of cool to see. And even seeing his, uh, you know, the, the Picard maneuver, that would be a you know, fun little fan service moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this. Um, I know Terry... Uh, was was essentially saying, you know, some other brilliant writer, you know, could maybe do something, you know, with Kirk. Like, let's just let's just go there for just a second, yeah. and then we can start to, you know, pull into space dock or whatever for uh, for this episode. We've seen what Terry can do, what Terry and his his writers can do for season three of Picard. Do we think? he could do it with like a a one last ride kind of limited series with uh, Kirk if this Project Phoenix thing were to be enacted and they were able to rematerialize, beam his soul his whatever, you know, bring him back do we think Terry's writer room, writer's room could, could do it Not on the screen. Book. Not on the screen. Sure. I don't, you, you would have to cast somebody else. I, I, I honestly, I don't think you... I don't think you could get William Shatner. I don't think you would want to get William Shatner back. I think there's a point where it becomes... Enough. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like Harrison Ford with most of his roles he's just like I just want to kill him <laughs> I think he understands that sometimes you gotta let a character go <clears throat> I don't think you could do it on the screen 
and, and, and enough people be happy about it that it would be successful. I think you could certainly do a better book. No offense to the return and, you know, the, this three part Shatnerverse book, because it was fine. I mean, it was a fine series. I don't remember what we rated them, but I, to be honest, I don't even remember a terrible ton about the books uh, anymore. But um, yeah, you could do it in book form. I don't think you'd do it, do it on the screen. Yeah. I think in memory serves like the, I think the return was the highest rated of the three that we did. Okay. Um, I want to say we were in like the high threes, maybe low fours. Oh no! I think that's where we were at. Okay. But I remember, I remember, um, Avenger was just abysmal. I remember that much. Okay. Okay. Fair. Like I think it was like I might have given it like a two something, a lo- like a two to a low two maybe high one type of thing i can't it's been a while it's been a long while yeah no but you you could write a better book series given just a good author you know you get a good narrator for the audiobook i i think you could do one last ride with you know call it project phoenix you know canonize ashen ashes of eden just say these events happened kirk did this last ride he died in generations. He was blah, 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 resurrected. And this is his last go round, you know, until he, I don't know what, retires quietly or. He gets a probably, shuttlecraft and joins Scotty on that yeah. one planet. Or, and or sacrifices himself. Yeah. Like he kind of intended to before going into the Nexus. Like give him the actual go out that. Captain Kirk actually deserves because Picard can grow old Kirk was meant to sacrifice himself Mm -hmm. in my opinion he was meant to die on the job I this is going to sound probably worse than it actually is but I'm just kind of done with seeing Kirk in general fair um like, don't get me wrong, like, I enjoy, I, I do enjoy, you know, James T. Kirk. I, I really do. Um, but even with him being on Strange New Worlds, you know, played by Paul Wesley, I'm like, <sighs> and even like with Chris, like Chris Pine, like, that's okay. But like, I'm just like, I get like that, you know, the original Star Trek show was like, this landmark thing like it it was like fantastic i get it but we have other stories that we can tell besides kirk and company right like it doesn't even have to be card and company it doesn't even have to be cisco or janeway or them it can be anyone else now there's a topic we could do cisco's last ride all day long <laughs> he can I'm come still, back from the prophets man i'm waiting for him to come back like yesterday you know what i'm saying yeah he's another one that would never do it but man did i enjoy ds9 yeah very much so we did it we did it all right david thank you so much for pontificating with me about harebrained stuff like project phoenix and books and everything in between absolutely it's a good time yeah man we are uh four weeks away by the way 
from uh, season two of Strange New Worlds um, showing up. So let's go. I'm so ready for that. Oh, yeah. Ready for that show to return. Same. So anyway, um, again, thank you for that, David. For those of you in listener land, um, what are you thinking about Kirk? Do you want him to come back? Do you want James Tiberius Kirk to come back in William Shatner form, whether it's animated or live action? Let us know your thoughts on our musings from this episode, um, either um, by email or by phone, you know, whatever you, you choose. We'd love to hear from you. Make sure you check us out, trtvpod.com. Uh, you learn more about us there. Uh, if you enjoy what we're doing, you want to keep the dilithium chamber uh, well stocked, uh, you can do that over at Patreon, patreon.com slash these are the voyages. Um, there's some affordable tiers um, to help us uh, keep the lights on and whatnot. Uh, again, if you want to reach out to us, give us show ideas or your thoughts, opinions about what we discussed, we'd love to hear it. TRTVpod at gmail.com. Of course, there's the voice only transmission, 817-752-4757. Remember, there's a three-minute limit before we get beamed up by Romulan, so please uh, don't, don't let that happen. Um, other than that, if you want to mail us something, um, like, I don't know, uh, a literary chart so we can keep dates and whatnot straight, that'd be great. Uh, Lone Star Station, P.O. Box 2455, Azel, Texas 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in, and as always, remember to boldly go and make it so.